Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm Emma. I'm Shannon. And welcome to this podcast, Doesn't Exist. Thanks for bearing with us through two reposts. We really needed that break. It's much appreciated. Um, we hope you enjoyed them, especially after the chaos that was Yeah, we, needed, we needed to recover yeah. from that recording. Um, also, Emma, I told someone I would do this. So shout out to Jim, who I met at my dad's birthday party, who subscribed to our podcast. Thanks, Jim! <laughs> Is Jim affiliated with your family? Um, he's a friend from Germany when dad and Amazing. Jody were over there. And hi, Jim. Yeah, hi, Jim. I told him I would shout him out, and I didn't want to forget. Uh, so, Jim, I'm so happy. I'm so happy to virtually meet you. I hope that you enjoy listening to all of our craziness. Really yeah. appreciate it. Yep, it was really funny. They were in the kitchen and trying to like. He was looking at our feed, and he's like, "Girl, go, go, girls, <laughs> gargoyles, and airport, air, airport, airports." I was like, um, "It's a joke. You, you get it if you listen." <laughs> like. The first part of the title is always a little goofy. I love it. That makes me so happy. I really, if you if you like it, please tell your friends. Yeah. Rate, review. Subscribe. You already, you already subscribed. subscribed. But yeah, that's a message for everybody out there. If you really like listening to our chaos, go ahead. Hit that review button. Send us some stars. All that fun stuff. You can find all of the places to listen to us, all the places you can find us on social media. We might be leaving Twitter because it's going a little crazy. It's a dumpster fire. Wee! But you can find us on Instagram. It's mostly where we live. And all of that is at thispodcastdoesnexist.com. Dot com. So go visit. You can also send us a little email about anything you'd like. We love hearing from you. It's really nice. So go ahead. Have fun. Oh. All right, let's get let's get ready because we might need some minor buckling in. Uh-huh. We have a we have a few places to visit. Okay, but it's a lot warmer down there. Okay, it is very cold where we are right now. Yeah, and it's very uncomfortable, and yeah. I do not like being cold. Mm-hmm. Prefer it to being like hot, but anyway, you ready? Sure. Great. Goat sucker. Texas Blue Dog, the Vampire of Mocha, Chupi, all of these refer to the reptilian dog alien that is better known as El Chupacabra. (laughs) You excited? Yeah. (laughs) Do you like my intro? It's great. Thanks. I was like, goat sucker, what'd you call me? I am not a Christmas troll, Christmas lad. Goat sucker. A Yule lad. Oh, goodness. Too soon, too soon. Too soon, almost. Thanksgiving. Yeah, we got got some time. All right, so let's pull together an image in our minds of just what El Chupacabra looks like. And yes, I will be showing off my ability to roll my R's. Love that. Uh, Leave us a review or leave us a roll. So... (laughs) There are a couple different descriptions of Choop. Choop, there it is. Choop, oh, see, I was, I was going Choop, 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 Please submit your own remixes at <laughs> this podcast listeners at gmail.com. There you go. One of these descriptions is a heavy-looking reptilian alien-like creature about the size of a small bear at around three to four feet tall with spines going from neck to tail down its back. 
its skin is leathery or scaly green-gray, and instead of walking or even running, it hops like a kangaroo and stands on its hind legs. Very punk rock. Yeah. yeah it, it, pushing the boundaries. <laughs> Others have described it more like a wild gray-blue dog that is mostly hairless with a pronounced spine and eye sockets. Oh. Its fangs and claws are bared at all times while it stalks around on all fours. From the Texas Observer, quote, Since the first supposed sightings of the creature, it has been a spine-backed alien, a winged kangaroo or a goblin, a predatory monkey, or an unusually ambitious mongoose. End quote. Jeff? Jeff? <laughs> Jeff? Are you the chupacabra? <laughs> I just love that quote so much. Overly ambitious <laughs> mongoose. Put that in my lower third. <laughs> I really love that. How do you identify? Overly, overly ambitious, ambitious mongoose. Is a mongoose dressed like Elwood's? <laughs> what? Like it's hard? <laughs> Haley, can you photoshop that for us, please? <laughs> I need it. I love that so much. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> While these are wildly different images, I can see the similarities in them to have these following encounters lumped together as the work of El Chupacabra. In 1975, in the Puerto Rican town of Moca, there was a series of livestock deaths that left the animals, particularly goats, bled dry after small circular incisions were made on them. Every death had this consistency, with a few small incisions left on the bodies that gave the perpetrator the moniker El Vampiro de Moca, mm. which is the vampire of Moca. Well done! I think you're going to be able to speak Gracias. Spanish by Christmas. <laughs> Nani will be so proud. She'll be so proud of you. It was suspected that these killings were done as a part of a ritual by a satanic cult. Because, of course. Yeah. When in doubt. Obviously. Blame Satan. <laughs> but it wasn't until 1995 that the chupacabra was sighted. In March, eight sheep were discovered dead, each with three puncture wounds to the chest and drained of blood, just like the livestock 20 years prior. In August that year, Madeline Tolentino saw a creature skulking around Canovanas, just east of San Juan, Puerto Rico. Almost 150 farm animals and pets had been killed in the months leading up to her sighting of the creature. It was reptilian-looking, with huge eyes, spiky, hopping, had greenish-gray fur, and no ears. And from her point of view, through the window of her home, absolutely terrifying. When she screamed, the creature ran back into the nearby jungle. This unknown thing must be the bloodsucker. I love that you say ran, but I'm just picturing it being like... Bling, 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 bling. <laughs> like a kangaroo. <laughs> into the, into the jungle. <sighs> just three hops and it's out of there. Three hops is time. Three I love it. I love it. Multiple people throughout Puerto Rico started to come forward with their own sightings after Madeline went public with hers. Some agreed with her description, while others said the thing had walked on all fours only, had no fur, or had a tail. The radio DJs got a hold of the stories, and one Puerto Rican comedian named Silviero Perez coined el chupacabra. Chupar means to suck, and cabra means goat which was the creature's dinner of choice, so it says what it is on the tin. 
When journalists and curious individuals looked back into some of the history on the island to see if anything like this had appeared before, that's when they found this 1975 attacks and knew that these must also be the work of this cryptid. Mm. By the 2000s, El Chupacabra's description went from reptilian to dog-like as the creature now seemed to move northwest out of the Caribbean to Mexico and South Texas. Now the sightings were more commonly reported to be of a hairless gray animal walking on all fours with a protruding spine and massive fangs. A smell was now associated with the creature too, something close to sulfur whenever it appeared. Ugh. Very demonic. I'm just picturing this shimmying up a rope Ooh. on a cruise ship to like get on the cruise ship because how did it get from the oh i see i was like where is this thought (laughs) you can't travel that's true it's just clinging to the side of a a disney cruise line (laughs) mom what's that it's a disney character honey (laughs) i haven't seen that one i haven't i don't know what movie but looks like fun Texan farms were now having trouble with keeping their cows and other animals alive, as they would find them, like all of the other reports, either punctured on the chest by two or three circular wounds, or with their throats cut. Either way, drained of blood. Yes. Would you call that ground beef? (laughs) Thanks, I'll be here all week. (laughs) Gross. Some reports had the animal's organs missing as if those two had been sucked out (laughs) i have been waiting for you to make that sound this whole time and i I just you surprised me with the timing it was very well done (laughs) i knew you were gonna do it it was so involuntary i kept ever need a soundboard. What are you talking about? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I'd like to personally apologize to Sarah because she hates when I do that sound. <laughs> She's slurping. Well, because I would do the biting bit that we do oh, sometimes yeah. with her, but I'd forget that she hate, hates that sound. And I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm putting it back. <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't even know how to ask. Oh, and that's going to make no sense. But if you're playing the bingo card, that counts as a visual bit. You're I welcome. Would say. I, I would agree. As well as El Chupacabra, the creature also became known at this point as the Texas Blue Dog. So that's where that comes from. Mm. It's much more dog than reptilian. Got it. South and Latin American countries started to report the same attacks on their livestock, as did the Dominican Republic in the early 2000s, leading to a cultural Latin surge of both reverence and fear in their newfound cryptid. In October and December of 2018, Manipur, India, claimed similar attacks on their livestock and pets as those of El Chupacabra. So apparently the creature or creatures really do love to travel. Wow. Yeah. Worldly. Globetrotten. Globe hopping. <laughs> Same joke. Yep, 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 yep. That made me. That made me happy. All right. As recently as October of 2019, there have been sightings of El Chupacabra, including a video of the aftermath of this attack from something that wanted to snack on some chickens. It's linked in the show notes. It's basically these farmers being like, "Look at all these dead chickens. Look at all those chickens." To this day, however, no attacks have been reported on humans. Well, that's good. Yeah. 
Despite its vampiric ways, El Chupacabra has become quite the star in its own right. Restaurants, including one here in D.C. under the creature's name we should visit, have popped up all over America, usually featuring some great Mexican food. There are also multiple different cocktails named El Chupacabra, one of which includes Jägermeister and tequila that honestly just sounds like it's been developed to get you hungover. Mm. I found at least five with different recipes, so they all include tequila as a base, so we know Emma ain't gonna try it. Correct. Yeah. Nor will I. <laughs> Did I never tell you? So Diego and I went to, when we were at my parents' house for some holiday, we went to Paul's, which is a bar in Williamsburg. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I don't know what possessed me, but I was like, we should get some shots. And Diego was like, okay, what do you want? What, like, what are you wanting to shoot? And I was like, well, I definitely can't do tequila. Because mm-hmm. this was also after my study abroad situation where I had yeah. definitely not done well with tequila. So I was like, definitely not tequila. I, I think I could probably do fireball or something like that. Like, you know. Something that has some kind of, like, flavor that isn't just alcohol. And he was like, okay, great. And so he goes up to the bar, and he orders one shot of tequila for himself, because I put it in his brain. So he was like, why not? Uh And then one shot of Fireball. Uh Uh-oh. Comes back to the table. Hands me my shot. Uh Uh-huh. We take them at the same time. And he goes, hmm, mine was cinnamony. I was like, mine was tequila. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is liquid fire. (laughs) And then I don't remember the rest of that night from one shot of tequila. Wow. That was a cheap date, guys. I am extremely cheap date. <laughs> I'm an extremely cheap date. Unless it's like, like when it comes to drinks, yes. When it comes to food, no. well, I'm getting I'm getting high price stuff on that menu. <laughs> and then she's going to eat like four little bites and then she's going to feel sick, but she'll take the rest of it home. Yeah. You're paying for th- Three meals. It's called meal one. prep. It's meal prep. I did that last night when we went we went to a ramen place in DC. Oh nice. You would love it. We should go there. Okay. It's delicious. I took home leftovers from my dad's sixtieth birthday. Yeah, as you should. <laughs> I got enchiladas. Enchilada. Tacos and cake. And then I ate the cake for breakfast. Proud of you. Thanks. In 1997, just two years after the first official sighting, the creature appeared on the X Files in an episode titled El Mundo Gira, which means the world turns which is from a phrase that basically says the world turns even without you. Mm. Like in Spanish, obviously, not just that phrase. I have seen this episode. It's very well done. But they make a twist on the creature's food preferences and have it sucking on humans, as well as goats and cows, which I find rude. Mm-hmm. Because there have been no reports Blast of... me. Yeah. Anyway. Slander. Libel and slander. Truly. Chupi, if you're listening, you have grounds to sue. (laughs) Other TV shows like Futurama, Workaholics, Grimm, and Netflix's new Coming of Rage series, The Imperfects, all include either episodes featuring, or in the latter's case, a character arc including El Chupacabra. Hmm. Cartoons, comic books, video games, and card games like Magic the Gathering also include the Latin cryptid as part of their stories and gameplay. There are toys that include the two different major descriptions of the creature as well, so I would please like a Chupi Funko Pop for Christmas. Shannon's writing it down. Okay. <laughs> you can only find them on eBay. <laughs> oh, what? I know. Lame. Yeah. There are Bigfoot ones, but they're like $1,600 for a Funko Pop. <laughs> a piece of plastic. What? Anyway. However, I think my favorite piece of media that features this cryptid 
is a short film called The Last of the Chupacabras. It's 10 minutes. It's on Disney Plus, And I cried twice. Aww. It's so beautiful. I'm going to give Shannon a quick rundown. An older Mexican woman asks for protection during a small earthquake and is granted her wish in the form of a chupacabra. It's a delightful little short that is beautifully filmed and is filled with gorgeous marionettes. The chupacabra in this is a wooden jointed marionette that I honestly would love to have. I have goat marionettes that it could have for breakfast, so I think it would be perfect. It's so sweet, though, and definitely worth the watch. It's poignant and weird and something that made me think so much of my grandmother and her family. So mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. I even texted Mike Rose and I was like, you need to watch this because you're a film person. So I know you're going to enjoy the like film craft of it, but it's gorgeous. And it truly, it made me cry. I was oh. sobbing at the end and I was like, <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> so definitely, rec- it's only 10 minutes of your life and oh, it'll yeah. be a gorgeous 10 minutes. But yeah, I really want that marionette. It was so pretty. So let's move on to theories. Uh-huh. First, a real cryptid. Mm-hmm. The sightings of the creature, while varied, include three major similarities. One, its appearance is accompanied by attacks on livestock and pets. Two, it has spines on its back. And three, it's, while not enormous, pretty scary at around three to four feet tall when all, on all fours. So even like the description of it, like hopping around like a kangaroo, mm-hmm. it's like large enough to be like a small bear. And that's about three to four feet tall at, like, shoulder. Right. While no physical evidence survives of the originally described cryptid, the canine-looking version has a few pieces of evidence we can't ignore. In June 2007, Phyllis Canyon of South Central Texas was looking out over her ranch and watched a hairless canine shape with dull gray skin skulk through her pastures. Soon after watching the creature pass in broad daylight through her property, she and her husband found a chicken with its throat opened, drained of blood. This happened again and again over the course of a few days. Phyllis asked her neighbors to let her know if they saw, captured, or killed anything that resembled the spiky-backed gray creature that had exsanguinated her chickens. Don't know why I chose to use that word, it just sounded fun. Exsanguinated. In mid-July, a neighbor finally called to say something had been hit by a car near his property that looked like the thing Phyllis had seen. She went to go see it and then got another call that a similar body had appeared closer to her ranch. The same kind of carcass was there, scrawny, bizarre, hairless, and thin. She piled it into her car and took it home to take pictures. Canyon still has this creature's corpse in her possession, having mounted some of it on the wall in her home, and the rest is in a freezer. She had the DNA tested and claimed that all tests came back inconclusive, meaning that no DNA match to any animal had been found. Multiple other corpses of this version of El Chupacabra have been found in Texas and Mexico, a few of which now reside in the San Antonio Zoo in an exhibit that opened in 2020 where you can witness a stuffed chupi in its natural habitat. Mm -hmm. There are also a few in the International Cryptozoology Museum in Portland, Maine. So, Diego, when are we going to have a road trip? trip. That's where my friend Chrissy lives now. Oh my gosh, let's go. Let's go. I would really, I would really, I would really like that. Can we please go? (laughs) Maybe not in the winter, though. No, but it sounds like a heck of a lot of fun. I've also heard great things about Portland, so we should just go anyway. But that should be the main attraction, please and thank you. The second theory is, of course, that this is not real. These bodies posit another theory, and one that makes me really sad. Mangy dogs, specifically coyotes. 
Mange is a painful, sometimes fatal skin disease caused by an allergic reaction to mites in animals that causes the skin to shrivel, blood vessels to constrict, and hair to fall out. It exhausts the animal and makes it very hard for it to have the energy to eat, let alone hunt if necessary. In humans, the same reaction is known as scabies. Humans have pretty much been able to handle it. They've evolved to a certain point. But animals, specifically canids, have not evolved to the point that this that keeps these extreme inflammatory reactions at bay. Because of mange, coyotes, native to the Americas, can become very skinny, causing their teeth, eyes, spine, and claws to protrude and their hair to fall out, showing their diseased gray, dry skin underneath. Because they do not have the energy to hunt, attacking livestock is the easiest attempt at a meal. But dogs and other canids like coyotes often kill and don't eat, either from exhaustion or from not knowing how. I'm pretty sure the Pennington monster wouldn't know where to start on a cow if she tried. <laughs> no. No. But because of this, they could leave the animal they had killed to bleed out with only puncture marks on them or a slit throat. They always go for the jugular. That's mm-hmm. just like a... Evolutionary, extinctual thing, yeah. To corroborate this, necropsy, which is an animal autopsy, of chickens and goats that had been attacked in the mid-2000s were done and found to have normal blood levels, not drained of blood, as many claimed of their dead livestock. The drop in blood pressure in a dead animal will have the blood pooling at parts of the body closest to the ground. This, if anyone wanted to know, is also called lividity. It happens in every dead thing that has blood Mm -hmm. so if you see the puncture wounds on the neck and check to see if it's bleeding anymore or stick the carcass with a knife it won't bleed unless you cut where the blood has collected Mm. that makes sense yeah sorry for the grossness but dna tests that have been done on corpses claiming to be the chupacabras well the corpses don't claim (laughs) people claim that the corpses are chupacabras have come back as the common coyote But Phyllis Canyon, others who have claimed to see the creature alive, as well as the head of the International Cryptozoology Museum, don't think that these dogs and the chupacabra are one and the same. Another theory is that this cryptid is more alien than terrestrial, as was described at the first sighting. The shift in description might have been due to the creature's ability to hide or its desire to be mistaken for something else so it could go about its business unbothered. More than 200 of the original reports from Puerto Rico in 1995 are much more reptilian than canine. But now, by a worldwide game of telephone, the reports of this particular creature have disappeared while the mangy dog reports or descriptions like it are widespread. So is it the same creature, or one all its own? Well, Benjamin Radford, author of the 2011 book Tracking the Chupacabra, investigated the reports for five years. He disregards the most recent descriptions of Chupi as unaffectionate reports of very sick animals. He did go back to the first report of the creature, however, and interviewed Madeline Tolentino. He concluded that Madeline, who had just been to the movies weeks before her sighting, had misinterpreted a mangy coyote as the alien creature Sill from the 1995 sci-fi horror film Species. The creature she described was almost identical to this movie monster, and so Radford believes, quote, the most important chupacabra description cannot be trusted, end quote. But he clarified that she really liked the movie. (laughs) Other theories include an alien's pet, 
an escaped genetic testing subject kept secret by the U.S. government in the El Yunque forest of Puerto Rico, a blood-collecting alien on a mission to spread AIDS, and plenty of other thoughts and conspiracies. Whatever El Chupacabra is, hide your goats, hide your kids, but feel free to stand on the porch and watch it hop by. It's harmless. <laughs> Yay! Do you like my kids joke? Yeah. <laughs> Had your kids. Had your kids. Because kids, the kids are baby goats. <laughs> Explaining the joke makes it so much funnier. It does. As Emma has demonstrated. Yeah. You're welcome. Times. You're very welcome. All right. I have a guess yeah. that we might have a uh, mailbag moment today. I believe so. <gasps> mailbag <laughs> moment. <laughs> Thank you for the backing track. For anyone who doesn't know, my brother... I was going to say conducted. He composed. didn't. He composed the uh, intro music for our mailbag moments. So thank you, Liam. Lame. Lame. All right. So today's mailbag comes from our friend Annabelle. Annabelle. The subject line is hello from the website slash mailbag ish. Dear friends. I have just finished listening to your Dear David episode. Oh, no. Congratulations on 100 episodes. Oh, thanks. I have complaints. <laughs> I listen to this podcast when it comes out on Friday while I do my weekly house refresh. Oh. Usually your spooky tales make cleaning less dire and dull. I'm so sorry. And nothing is as spooky as when you're trying to identify that oozy goop your kid smeared into the carpet. I say usually. Not this time. One. Just at the point in the story when the dude is having tech issues and then goes to look through a peephole but is scared to look and took a... My phone... My headphone suddenly stopped playing. It didn't give the disconnected alert or the boop when I pause it. It just stopped. Oh my god! I tried the pause play boop to see if it was paused. Nothing happened. I couldn't look at my phone to figure out the issue for several minutes because I was wrangling a nine-month-old determined to make a bid for freedom sans diaper. <laughs> oh, no. After the baby was secured, I investigated. It had just randomly connected to the echo on the other side of the house. Doesn't happen often, but it has happened before. Okay. Weird. I was reaching for a bag I had just emptied. During the part of the story, the landlord was rummaging around the crawl space, only to discover it still had notable weight. I took a quick peek, expecting I had absentmindedly forgotten something when it moved against my leg. <laughs> it was a ghost. Specifically, my cat named Ghost. Now, I know that technically neither of these complaints are your fault. However, you are the only people I can complain to. I thought I deserve an honorary. I'm sorry. Annabelle? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> or just a hello. Or whatever. You can have all of it. <laughs> Love hearing you guys every week. Keep it up. Unless you get haunted. Then stop. <laughs> P.S. I think that dude had a legit scary dream and then got a 
enough notice, he decided to spin it out for entertainment. P.P.S. Didn't he fail to preface his third question with Dear David? So would it have even truly counted? Oh. Love the tall and not a doll, Annabelle. (laughs) And she included a picture of Ghost, the cat, in the bag. Hi, Ghost. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Annabelle, that was amazing. I I am sorry. Like I don't I don't ever I don't ever wish the fear that I instill in Shannon on anyone else, but Yeah, it's my burden to bear. <laughs> it's okay. There aren't any spooky things planned until January, so Yeah, we're all on probation right now. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did say that I wasn't allowed to scare Shannon. So That's if you true. have if you have a scary story. No. That's Feel not free. where I thought this was going. No. I thought you were like, only Shannon can scare Emma. Oh, you were allowed to do that, Nobody too. Nobody scare me. But if you would like to scare either of us, feel free. Send us a little story like Annabelle did. Yeah. Hopefully we aren't spooking you out while you're listening to Hopefully us. Hopefully not. Hopefully you're chillaxing, you're enjoying some leftovers from Thanksgiving. And just listening to some rad music like Choo. Alright, uh, just remember. <laughs> this podcast doesn't exist. But Chupacabra does. Makes me so happy.